I think about trauma. Right. I think about the emotional baggage yeah. that we bring into every relationship. And a lot of the time, the emotional baggage isn't from the relationship. It's from past experiences that we're now imposing onto yeah. our partners. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the greatest podcast on planet Earth. It is the one and only Mr. King Femi. And it's your boy, Nick. What's going on? I'm chilling, man. Welcome to the Uncovered Podcast, bruh. That's it. We thought we'd probably hit you guys up with something different. I think I think what we should do is give the audience a bit of context as to what this is going to be about. Because exactly. it's a bit different from what we kind of normally do. Normally we have guests and we have um, conversations with them, but... Well, we they don't know that because they don't know how many we've done. Oh, so that's true. <laughs> episode two to you. <laughs> well, let me show you what this episode is going to be all about anyway. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much the way it's going to work, right, is that obviously on a Thursday, we'll have um, a podcast with our guests, which you guys can, you will love and hear. But then on a Monday, we're, me and Femi are going to have a little bit of a chat and we're just going to share our own perspective on some controversial topics, some topics about mental health and just share kind of what our opinion is and from things that we've experienced being in the in the workforce for a bit. I think that there's a, a lot of insight and value and plus our conversations can go kind of left sometimes, which is, what, which is what they like to hear. So I think that will be super beneficial and I hope you guys really love it. 100%. And I think that this type of chat is not for us to be is not for Nick and I to be in complete and utter agreement. Mm. I think that it's it's a really good opportunity for you to understand that it's okay to disagree, mm. but still be going to like the same kind of, like having the same message. That's it. Because we're going to have different points about different things and that's totally okay. And I'm really excited to see what we agree and disagree and the, on. And the thing I love about it, when we have conversations is because you guys obviously don't know, but Femi and I are so different. Like we're, so, like we're actually so different. Completely. Very different opinions, very different... Um, perspectives on life that I think mm. that you guys will be able to kind of different see the builds. differences. And builds. Different builds. Uh, <coughs> yeah. I'm lean. Nick's <laughs> well, you're, well, one you're cheeseburger not, away you're, from you're, you're 91 now, but so. No, I'm not. I'm 89.9. Okay, mislead, <laughs> mislead the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But boom, so, let's kind of get straight into it, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. So, basically... What this is going to be about is I was just going to go through the first topic, which yeah. is, Nick, you want to tell them what it's going to be talking about? Yeah, sure. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about mental health and its correlation with relationships. Yes. Because I think that it's very prevalent in this society and a lot of people go through it, but not enough people talk about it or truly understand if whether you're the one that's the partner that's in the, um, you're either the guy that's going with the mental health issue or you're the partner supporting it. No one really talks about it too much. So this is going to be a very... I th- I'm going to love this conversation a lot and we're going to yeah. be able to share a lot of um, perspectives. So I think right. that, I don't know what, you, I, you know, I haven't actually had this conversation with you before, sure. so I don't know whether you've gone through it or not. Yeah. But I think for myself in previous relationships, that's kind of shown up a little bit. So I think it's going to be, I'm going to have a bit of a personal opinion on it. So I'll be interested to see what your kind of thoughts on it are. About what? Like what Just the mental, the mental health and relationships. Like I haven't. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> that's a pretty broad question, but I think that like mental health has a correlation with absolutely everything. Yeah. And I think that in relationships, it's the one of the most important things that we do on a day-to-day basis. We have a relationship with everything. We have a relationship with friends, family, the sky, negative, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The, know whatever, you, know whatever you know. it is, you yeah. have a relationship with it. So I think that having a sound 
mental state yeah. is what's going to allow you to perform optimally. Yeah. So I guess the first thing I hear when I hear relationships and mental health and I think about trauma. Right. I think about the emotional baggage yeah. that we bring into every relationship. And a lot of the time, the emotional baggage isn't from the relationship. It's from past experiences that we're now imposing onto yeah. our partner. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And that's, what <laughs> and that's when it starts to kind of show up, right? Because <clears throat> all these things that happen in a relationship, they don't just suddenly appear. Like, right. it doesn't just suddenly come as a result of me being in this relationship. It's either you've dealt with, like, an insecurity in the past, whether you were in a relationship, a toxic relationship before, mm. or you had a partner that's cheated on you, now you have a bit of insecurities mm. when it comes to trust. Yep. And that's when it starts to kind of show up. And most times, we're not really aware that it's actually showing up as a result of us from the previous relationship and yeah. it leaves the other person and the other decision being like what the hell is going on this person's purely yeah. insecure and but that's because we don't give us enough time and ability to actually have that conversation about it yeah so the way that i look at it right and mm. the perspective that right. i've kind of researched and understood it as is all insecurities all kind of emotional baggage are a result of unresolved trauma okay and what i mean by that is that the reason why you're insecure is because you haven't dug deep enough to realize why those things bother you mm. and the reason why those things bother you is because you've been somewhat traumatized at whatever at whatever level and mm. people have this issue with me saying the t-word trauma yeah because they think that it's i don't have trauma i haven't seen someone get shot yeah, yeah. i didn't get you know raped as a kid i didn't da, da, da. Mm. i had a good family but the truth is that trauma happens every day if you don't if you think you don't have trauma you're just ignorant Mm. You're ignorant to the trauma it is, and that can be unintentional emotional neglect. That can be absolutely. So, what would be your definition? How would you define trauma then? So, trauma is the threatening of a relationship. That's what it is by definition. It's like so that could be like if you graze your knee, it's like that's a threat to your relation, like your your relationship having skin on it. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, do you know what I mean? Like, there's trauma could be absolutely anything. Yeah, it could be. There's so many different forms of trauma yeah. there's shock trauma that's like the immediate you know, car crashes war whatever and then there's like the two major ones is the relationship and the shock trauma relationship relationship trauma is when it's like it's not just boyfriend and girlfriend it's mm. also like maybe in the workplace or whatever it is yeah. and it's from the like that emotional damage mm. that's happened that's now caused you to have insecurities because what you're seeing in a in a relationship when that person is insecure when that person is um, overreacting or you, people put it down as immature. Like I was having a conversation with you and I actually had a really big think about what you said mm. about, um, you know, certain a certain boyfriend and girlfriend and you thought that the girlfriend was immature. Mm. And I, I said then I questioned, I was like, I don't think that she is immature or insecure. I think that she is, but I think the reason is that she has unresolved kind of issues that she hasn't addressed. Because mm. what I'm basically getting at is it's a symptom, not the cause. Mm. Like the the what you're seeing that behavior is just the symptom of a deep rooted issue that never gets resolved. Never gets resolved because we never go deep enough to have that conversation. That's true. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that sometimes though, like just going off the topic you were talking about with the causes, is that or the immaturity, I should say, is that I feel that a lot of the time as people. We're, we're quite ignorant to it because we don't actually get exposed to it and we don't actually know that it's a it's an issue until sure. it actually drops up pops up yeah. and i think that there's a level of type of events um and things need to be exposed to in your life to be able to come quite aware that this is an ongoing issue because most times we don't people will tell us or like your partner will tell you all the time that oh 
this is you're acting like this, blah 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 blah. Or why are you so insecure? Blah 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 blah. Why right. you got trust issues? Blah 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 blah. And most times, like you hear it, but you disregard it. You're like, nah, nigga, I don't have that shit. Like, yeah. I'm just talking shit. Yeah. But until you actually put yourself in a situation or an environment and you're actually exposed to it, I think that's that's the only time that you're able to actually facilitate a level of growth and being able to actually delve in and deal with that issue head on. That's what I'm thinking. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think that. You, it, it's the three stages of being able to get over trauma, right? Yeah. It's, the first step is denying it, which is what most people live in. Mm. Like you ask, you ask nine out of ten people yeah. that live a relatively functional life, mm. and they'll be like, "I have no trauma. Yeah. I've never been through anything traumatic." Yeah. But I would highly, highly argue that. Mm. I think that everybody's kind of um, been through trauma. Mm. Um, in fact, everybody has been through Everyone's trauma. Been through trauma. Yeah. So. Especially the way you define it, like I think that's a really good example that yeah. you should probably reiterate again. Like the fact that we all have like a connection to something. Yes. Just like for example, like you know, cause I didn't even think about it until you just said it. It's like mm. me being on a skateboard, for example, going down a hill and me slipping off the skateboard and grazing my knee. I've now got trauma from that skateboard. Exactly. It's not like that crazy, like, oh no, nah, I haven't seen someone shot, but it's like anytime I jump on a skateboard again, I'm like, oh, I have that kind of I'm cautious. You're much more cautious. Mm. And then that's where you if you escalate to a bigger scale. That's why people are in, that people. That's why people feel the way that they do in relationships or they do in other situations. Yeah, is because they've had they fell off their emotional skateboard. Yeah, and now they're scared to get back on. Yeah. So just to finish your question, the three stages is denying it, which is where we're all at. Mm. Second stage is acknowledging it. Third stage is transcending through it, which okay. means being able to understand and accept it as that's something that's happened to me and being able to work through that. Mm. And that is the most simplistic way that i can ever put it because yeah. it's such a long journey to be able to overcome mm. trauma yeah i love that i love that so i want to ask you like what do you, <clears throat> with mental health and relationships right. what do you think of the actual kind of impacts right like if i'm someone that let's say i'm dealing with a mental illness and let's say you're my partner nah but and you're trying to support Wish. me of course um you know what I mean? Like, what do you think of the kind of impact? Right? Nigga, you know you wish. Oh, you're out of your mind, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, guys getting right now, but oh, chill. I know I should have put a different example, but um, what do you think of the kind of impacts? Right, like if we don't actually address it, if we don't actually address what's going on, because a lot of the times we bring it up in conversation, right. but we don't actually understand the severity of the actual what's actually going on in the relationship. So what do you think of the actual impacts? I think there's two levels. I think there's two impacts mm. in terms of like poor understanding in relationships of mm. your own mental health. I think that it impacts you and impacts the partner. Yeah. I think that on your level, I think it's going to give you um, exacerbated trauma towards what's going on in terms of like, you're going to continue to feel victimized. You're going to continue to feel that shit doesn't work out for you yeah. because you haven't actually addressed the issue. Mm. And then this has become another example as to why shit doesn't work out for you, which becomes a, a continuation of your own problem. Um, second leads to the traumatization of the other person. And you might be thinking like, why is this guy talking about trauma so much? Mm. But in, in reality, all mental health stems from trauma. Everything stems from trauma. And I think that we don't talk about it enough. And I haven't been, we don't get the opportunity to speak about it enough. But that is what it is. That's why in the New South Wales Health and Australian Health, Department of Health, it's now trauma-informed care. Mm. That's what we're leaning towards. Because mm. it's so important that you actually understand that everybody goes through trauma. Mm. But just to answer your question, the, the impact of it is usually the re-traumatization. And from a really, really 
basic relatable point of view from that is that means that that person is going to become more anxious. You're going to become more anxious. You're going to be fearful. You're going to have a lot more insecurities when you're in the relationship. There's going to be a lack of trust. There's going to be all of those toxic traits that you're constantly seeing when you look at a relate when you look at a when you look at a, re- a relationship. They're like that looks like the shittest relationship ever. Mm. Those are the traits that are going to happen if you don't address your bullshit mm. in within yourself before coming into relationship. That's interesting. So, what would you think is like a what would you define as a healthy relationship? I think that 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 answer is very very it's, it's, um, it's subjective. subjective it's but like, if we look at it from like a definitive kind of perspective, mm. health is without illness. That's what health is. So, without illness or ailment. So, without so by that definition, it means that there's like from a functional perspective that it's functional mm. and it doesn't have any of those toxicities within it. Right. I think that that would be a quite general definition of what a healthy relationship would be. Yeah, absolutely. Now I think that's um, that's a really good point that you brought up, especially with the impacts and the re-traumatization of the, of the trauma. Because yeah. I think a lot of the times, right, it's like it just keeps happening, 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 and we don't end 100%. up doing anything with it. 100%. And as a result, I think a lot of the times, us as people, or us in the relationship, we tend to kind of ignore it and disregard it and just yep. act like this is what's normal now. Yep. Now I don't need to really do anything about it. That's just our relationship. Yeah, That's exactly right. And it, it doesn't need to be like that. Like every relationship has a, an opportunity for you to grow and get big and grow strong. I think it's important that we have that moment to kind of understand what's going on. Yeah. If there's anything that's kind of bothering you or is playing around in your head that you kind of address that straight away mm. and then let it freaking amplify in your relationship because then it just becomes toxic AF. 100%. I mm. think that we both need to... The first things first mm. is you need to resolve your own trauma. Mm. You need to resolve your own issues. And what I let me let me simplify what I mean by that. Resolve your own shit, resolve your own problems, resolve your own issues, the deep lying issues, because that is the only way that when you that you can come into a relationship and avoid it from being like avoid it happening over and over. But what again. if you're in the relationship part? Because it's like it's all well and good to be able to like self-resolve your thing. But when it's a relationship, it takes it's two people in it. I see that's the thing about it, is that like trauma is personalized. Mm. Trauma is individualistic. Somebody we can both we Everybody's cope, trauma is based on multiple different things, resilience, um, and we go very, very like scientific if we really wanted to. You could have, it's resilience, it's environmental, it's your, it's your upbringing. All those things mm. are going to affect your kind of response mm. to trauma. Right. There's two different things. There's post-traumatic um, stress disorder, then there's post-traumatic growth. Yeah. Post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic growth. Two different things. Po- both have traumatic experiences two different experiences. Mm. So what I'm saying to you is that, that in that relationship, there might be traumatization in it, mm. but me and you might have really different kind of opinions. So us working together isn't going to help the relationship. What needs to happen is that you need to res- res- resolve it on you, I resolve it, and then we come together to be able to have a much more flourishing relationship. That's, mm. See, that's what I believe because yeah. If we if we're looking at it as a relationship, yeah, that's a different conversation. I'm talking about what's your own personal mental health and what's your own issues in the relationship. That's a different story. So yeah. to, for me to ask somebody to come and help me fix my own issues in the relationship is that I, I don't agree with that. No, but I feel like I mean. I feel like even onto that point as well, because we're talking about mental health and relationships, right? And yeah. most of the time, as you were saying, it comes from a, it stems from a trauma. 
right? right. However, <clears throat> once you're in a relationship, I feel like there is a, an ability to be able to kind of work through that trauma together. For example, if you're if you're someone that's quite insecure, sure. that comes from uh, and that that insecurities come from a previous relationship that you were in where your partner cheated mm -hmm. on you, and obviously that insecurity then continues onto your next relationship with the yeah. partner, it's not. I don't think it would be wise to be able to let that person be on its own, resolve their own shit, and come back to me. I think that I don't think it can work that way. I think that both yourself in the relationship need to be able to work through it together, understand that that person's probably has some type of trauma related to insecurity, which is why it's affecting their trust, why it's, this is why it's showing up here, and just either reassure them or really delve in deep as to what's actually causing it and then be able to work through it. Because maybe sometimes you might be displaying some mannerisms yep. that kind of remind them of that previous relationship and that's why it comes up again. Okay. And if we don't, if we let them, if, we not, if we're not aware of, that, aware of that, then how's that person going to be able to kind of resolve that on their own and then come back to us? I think we're that? looking at it from two different perspectives. Mm. I think that you're looking at very relationship-based. I'm looking at very much from the mental health right. perspective. And I might be because of a different life perspective. But I'm saying that if we're looking at it from a perspective of... Because I, what I understood your question to be is like, your own mental health, yeah. how, how if you're in the relationship right now, yeah. how can you fix your trauma when you're in that particular relationship that's causing you trauma? Yeah. Right? Right? Like, yeah, like, I guess okay. that's, yeah, that's that, yeah. If I'm being traumatized in that relationship, I still have the ability to be able to heal my own trauma that right. person may assist me in mm. healing my trauma mm. anybody like there's multiple ways of people that can assist you 100%. in healing your trauma yeah. however it's not that person's responsibility to be able to to do that and it's not mm. like you're on the same journey that's what i'm trying to get at we're on different journeys yeah. of our own healing mm. which i think is very important to understand otherwise we get stuck into oftentimes what in relationship naturally you often worry about the other person more than you worry about yourself so you can get stuck into having that that going down that wormhole of thinking that you're trying to fix your own trauma mm. together but really you're just not even really worrying about yourself because it's easy to worry about somebody else to worry about your own bullshit mm. absolutely i think that comes down to um yeah like i think that's very interesting because i think that um like you're saying, you need to be able to work on it individually, mm. but I think it's also really important to be able to, to do it together. Um, and I guess, I think it all comes down to like the communication, the kind of boundaries that you guys set up with each other, I kind of feel. Because when you do things individually and you go through your kind of healing process, right. it could be very... Lonely. Yeah, very lonely and difficult okay. for the other person to kind of understand so, sometimes. So I guess what I wanted, I guess I need to be a little bit clear about what mm. I mean by going... like. What I, what I mean by going through it, feel healing your own, yeah. doesn't mean that you, when you're healing your own trauma, right. it does not mean that you're sitting in your room crying to yourself every day. Mm -hmm. Healing your own trauma means you're taking active steps to prioritize the resolution of your own issues, okay. which may mean that you need to involve your partner. It would most mm -hmm. likely mean you involve your partner. It would mean that you may need to involve a professional, may need you may involve whoever you need to involve. Yeah. However, what I'm getting at is that that person's trauma, that other person's trauma, is not your responsibility, mm. is not your focus, and is not what you're trying to heal or resolve. So whether you're doing it together, it's not about together or apart. That's semantics. What I'm getting at is that that person, you, when you're going through your own individual healing process, it needs to be individualized. Mm. And it needs to be you fixing your own shit that person's fixing their own shit mm. and you're helping each other. Yeah. But you're still knowing that like when I'm going through this healing process, 
I'm trying to heal me right now. Yeah. That person needs to heal him or her. Yeah. Because he's going to have different past traumas that's becoming a comorbidity in his now current trauma. Yeah. So he does this. There's a very different experience to me. Yeah. So we can't do it together. Yeah. You can help me. I can help you. But we can't do it together. That's true. Okay. When you explain that way, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Because I was thinking of the approach that it's like, I'm just doing this purely on my own. And it's like, yeah, you'll come in and play a bit of a report, but this is my own kind of feeling thing. But when you explain it that way, it's like, it makes perfect sense. It's not that you're completely disregarding the other person. Yes, it's right. just that, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. And I think that um, the only way for that to be really resolved, because a lot of the times, like, was you being the, if I'm the, the person in the relationship and let's say my girlfriend's going through some type of mental health trauma, the girl, my girlfriend needs to have that kind of awareness to understand that I'm going through these things because there's only, there's only so much you can do as the person to kind of mm. support and try to guide them. But unless they're really active and committed to their healing process, then nothing's really going to happen. Yeah. And that's the, that's the issue with it. So it's like, how do you feel that if you're from the opposite end, how do you think that you can raise that to them so that they understand that this is something that they need to work through? Because a lot of times, depending on the language that you use, it can come across quite direct and rude, can set off some more triggers, and it doesn't allow you to get to where you actually want to go at that yeah. point. I think it's the two most, it's the three steps that are mm. the most important things to be able to get anything out of, to help anybody with anything, yeah. especially when it's really sensitive like this, is validate, empathize, ask why. Mm. So it's first things first is like, you know what, I can recognize that you're feeling this, right? Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. Like mm. You've been through X, Y, Z. Like, that sounds incredibly fucked up. Right. And I can feel that pain that you're going through. Like, what's your thought process on that? Mm. But why do you feel that? Mm. Those three steps allow you to then open a whole new can of worms that you can continue on forever and ever and just completely keep... Re Keep replaying that until you get to the root issue mm. and you will eventually get to the root issue. And then once you've done that and you've been that supportive person that you didn't force yourself, mm. you didn't you didn't make any judgments, you didn't tell them what you thought, yeah. you listened to them the whole process and you just simply asked those questions, yeah. you are now able to make suggestions and, mm. and still make them feel that it's entirely up to you. Yeah, I really love that. And I think that out of that, like the, the constant theme from what you were saying was, ask questions yeah and i think that that's something as people that we don't do enough mm. we're straight away very like oh let me let me solve this without even understanding what the hell is actually going on and from just what you're saying from asking questions asking why and just broadening it much further and allow them to truly because when you ask someone a question you get someone you put someone in a position to actually think about what how they're acting and where it's actually coming from you force it out of them yeah. and you're not being rude or anything about that you're just really trying to understand it more and what you're doing by you understanding it more is that you're helping that other person understand it more so i think that i think something that's really important especially when dealing with mental health is knowing the correct questions to ask yeah and i think that that's that's something that we don't do enough and sense. once we're able to do that i think that like you said like you're going to be able to really resolve a lot of conflicts that may happen in yeah. not even just with your mental health but just in in life in general yeah life in general 110%. It's like, there's so many, like history is such a great teacher. Like you mm. have, you have a CEO, like I'll give you two examples. You right. have a CEO of one of the biggest kind of like car dealerships in the world. Yeah. And he had an issue with why they weren't able to get enough production done. And he asked the question, why, why? He went up to almost every single employee that he had thousands of employees and he got pretty much interviewed almost every employee from every one of his shops or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know how true this is or like into the 
I thought, is this from the monk book? No? No, no, no. no, no. no. I don't know the extent of how many okay. people he actually interviewed. He has thousands of people, but like, he interviewed a shitload of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm, I'm saying? I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> a shitload of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when he interviewed those people, he asked them, he got to understanding them as the reason why, 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 why this, why, why they weren't reaching their goals. Mm. And he said on average, it takes about five or six different whys to be able to get down to the root cause. Mm. So you need to be prepared when you're having a conversation with someone. Don't stop at the first why. Mm. You need to understand that people are only showing surface level. People are only showing symptoms, not causes. Mm. Because causes means that you need to deal with it and you need to actually mm. address it. And most of the time, that person hasn't even asked themselves why. They mm. don't even know why. Exactly. So then you need to be able to ask that person five or six different whys before you get down to the to their mm. um to their root cause. The second thing is what um Abraham Lincoln said was that if I don't like a man that means I need to know that man better. Yeah. So it goes to your second point about like, look, bro, we just need to get understand someone better. Mm. And that's why we have those conflicts and those relationships is because we haven't asked those questions to actually know our partner. Mm. You could be with them for three, four, five years. Doesn't mean you fully know them. Exactly. Exactly. Like you don't ask enough questions. Yeah. And I love that why, why, why? Because it's like a lot of times, like sometimes even myself personally, I'm guilty of this, is that I feel like when I ask why, the sun gives me an answer and me asking why again, it's showing to me that like maybe I don't understand you and it makes me feel like I'm dumb mm. for asking why again. But it's trauma. really just it's trauma. That's his trauma, baby. Trauma. <laughs> you can label it that way. No, no, no. But you know what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's you, like but it's just like when you when you kind of like just flip it and just be like, you know what, like like why, why, why? Just so you can understand more why and force yourself. Because a lot of times when we have discussions, I can just be saying some bull crap and you're just like, Oh, why do you feel that way? And then I just take a moment to be like Shit, man. Yeah, what? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And then I'll give you some superficial answer. They'll be like, okay, but why? And you're like, oh, shit, this is getting deep. And all you're saying is just one word. Exactly. This is insane. This is insane. Like, this is insane. Like, yeah, but why, but? You yeah, know what I mean? Why, but? It's like, oh, I don't know, but. Exactly. And then, and then you get caught in, but you box me in, but I'm like, oh, shit. And, you, and it forces you to really think and actually deal with it and realize mm. that, holy shit, like I'm mm. feeling X, Y, Z way. That's why mm. I'm doing this. Mm. That's why I'm... Yeah, it's really, really, it's so powerful, man. And like, I didn't, like, I've been researching or like been really interested in trauma for a very long time. Right. I've been, like, you know that I've been working on this, writing on like a, like a little, like a little bit of a little book. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of my goals. One of my life goals is to actually create this book. And it's about trying to make it as simplistic as possible so people understand emotional trauma um, mm. and understanding that it's the reason why we behave the way we behave. And until we actually understand and get down to that reason why we're not able to actually address our behavior. Mm. Um, and that's why we have so many pricks in the world. <laughs> I swear yeah. to God, we have so many pricks in the world because they don't know why that they're behaving that way. And they just think that it's okay to continue behaving that way. And no one's actually asked them the reason why. Mm. They lack that self-awareness even yeah. when delve deeper into it 100 no, so no, honestly bro like i think that was super valuable man and like yeah. i think there's a lot of key takeouts 100%. that people can actually apply into not even just with the relationships but just in life and even with if they're doing their own kind of self-reflection and trying to understand themselves better like yeah. i think there's a lot of takeaways there that are super powerful i think so too i think that we've we've gone through a lot and i think that like it's the main thing i'm so i'm really really grateful that we're we have this um opportunity and platform to be able to speak yeah. like this because i don't think that um, I love getting the guest perspectives because yeah. it gives me a different perspective. I think that it's really important that we get the opportunity to 100%. speak our minds. So I learned something new as well. 
Be the king of asking why. Drama, <laughs> <laughs> <Trauma>, baby. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but honestly, I think that's gonna be pretty much it for this week of uncovered our first two episodes yes, that we launched. So honestly, we're honestly just gonna keep getting better. If you watch the video, so you can see Femi do his dumb dance. Uh, let me do the Nick dance. You're not doing it right, but your shoulder's too big because Femi jumped on steroids, so that's why I can't do it anymore. I did not. Only testing, clearly, yeah. trend. <laughs> but no, honestly, honestly if, you, just if you like this, like, please leave a comment, leave a review. I'd yo, love to yo. hear your opinion and your thoughts. And if there's, if this actually helped you, and if you actually learned something from this as well, I'd actually love for you to drop down your takeaway because mm. that's actually going to inspire, inspire, and motivate us to just keep dropping more and know what you guys like more, and just keep delivering on that because we really, really would appreciate it. And if we, if you think I'm wrong and I'm the, and we're the dumbest people ever, we want to hear that too. No, that's it. I haven't slapped someone in a long time. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you think that we're wrong, like, please let us know because we're open to learn. Like, this is such a new, like, mental health is ever-changing. So we're, we're very much so, you know, that we don't know everything. So jump on and let's have a bit, bit of a discussion. Yes, sir. All right, we're over right. and out. Make Peace sure you love. This has been the Uncovered Podcast oh, yeah. with Nick and Femi. And make sure you subscribe, share, um, and Follow whatever else Instagram, you do. Follow us at us. Nick and Femi. What else do you do on podcasts? I don't know. I don't know. Download. Um, da- um, at Nick and Femi. No, it's at Nick and Femi, mate. We've changed it. We've changed it. We've changed it. So wow. that was just that was just our sound engineer trying to correct us. Yeah, like we don't know what's going on. Thank you, mate. Thanks, Waylon. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just a shout out to Divine Critiques for this fabulous yeah. coffee. Honestly, Divine Critiques. I really enjoyed that. Peace and love. Peace. <laughs>